We only want the best for our flocks, and that's why we're thrilled to partner with Grubbly Farm Scrublies, an all-natural snack that provides the nutrients and minerals needed for happier, healthier chickens. And now Grubbly Farms is offering flocks a choice on where their grub love is harvested with Grubbly's World Harvest. It's the same amazing grublies that brings your flock to the yard, but harvested at FDA-approved farms around the world, but never China. Grublies World Harvest has all the calcium and protein the OG grublies have, but at a lower price point. So head on over to grublyfarms.com and use code DRINKINFARM25 to get 25% off your first order. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking in your dirty bird mug? (laughs) (laughs) Coffee, as expected. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. This is the year of sobriety, whether we like it or not. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. I mean, I love a good cup of coffee. My favorite thing about this mug, though, is that when I get to the bottom, it just says, tit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's like the selling point that is why I got you that because I looked at it it was like <laughs> and no it's not boobies people it, it's a bird that is called a tit <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean who knew shoot I don't know what the scientific word for birders is but those those birder people they've got dirty minds avian yeah, I don't know either. I was going to try to say something funny and like nothing came to me. I blame it on pregnancy brain. <laughs> it's something ologist. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Birdologist. Birdologist. There. That's there what we're going to call it. <laughs> so what are you drinking out of your dino mug? My dino mug has coffee mixed with my favorite protein shake. Just Fair Life Nutrition Plan, 30 grams of high-quality protein. No, they're not a sponsor. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad if they wanted to be, though, because I like their stuff a lot. But it's like that I have at least one of those pretty much every day of the week right now. And I replaced my coffee creamer with that, so it feels really productive. <laughs> I like it. You get caffeinated and a good nutrition boost all at the same time. What more could you exactly. ask for? Exactly. It's all about balance. <laughs> Our drink peep this episode is our friend Kayla Wood, and she is at Honey Creek Homestead over on the Instagram. So cheers, Lenny. Cheers. All right. So today we're going to discuss an, an article from Modern Farmer that's actually really new. I randomly found it and I was like, huh, this is kind of like something we've never talked about before. It's new. It's exciting. It's helpful. So today we're going to talk about how banana paper could help fight a common potato pest. That is awesome. I'm really excited to talk about this because anybody who's grown potatoes knows that there are a couple of different ways that that crop can go really wrong. And one of them is the nematodes that basically come and like destroy everything. (laughs) Nematodes. Like it's such like a angry 
demonic sounding name to my brain. Parasitic potato cyst nematodes. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Sam, what is a potato cyst nematode? So a potato cyst nematode is a microscopic worm that latches on and burrows into the tuber's roots, causing as much as 70% in yield loss. So you're not going to necessarily see that from the top right away that that's happening and that's an issue. But from the top, you're going to see yellowing leaves and stunted spuds to be covered with all these lesions. And this pest has been identified in 58 countries, so it affects worldwide, and it seeped into the soil and causes infection and makes your crop yield really pathetic. So, it's a problem. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like a pretty nasty problem. (laughs) Yeah, and they can stay dormant inside mature cysts before migrating to potato roots, And that's where they really kind of F stuff up. Uh, Yeah, they sound like they're there to party. Yeah, they woke up and chose violence. (laughs) Yeah, they did. (laughs) Violence against potatoes. Like, seriously. (laughs) Violence against everything these days, including potatoes. Nothing is sacred anymore. So we've got a little fun history about the potato cyst nematode. They were positively identified in 1941 in a potato field in New York. And it was a place that had been a staging area for military equipment that was returning from World War I. So what they think is that mud on the tires of returning vehicles might have spread the nematode. So if you're a boater or you do anything in water, like you know that your watercraft, you need to like clean it all off at the body of water that you're at so that you don't accidentally spread anything to another body of water from your boat. And it sounds like vehicles can kind of cause the same thing. And it makes sense. There's like, you know, lots of ridges and stuff on tires and even like your shoes. Yeah. And yeah, your shoes could totally do it because these bugs can live in like the weirdest conditions. Like you think that just because things are dried and like sunned that they can't survive. And that is like just clearly not the case, apparently. <laughs> so the cysts of the nematode can actually live in the soil for 30 years, which is. That's a long time. Yeah, that's like a generation. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And the nematode can also reproduce on the roots of eggplant and some wild solanaceous weeds. And those solanaceous weeds are the weeds that come from the nightshade family, which are in the family of eggplants, tomatoes, potatoes, you know, stuff like that. All the fun stuff. All the fun stuff. So previous attempts to manage these worms involved things like alternating potatoes with other crops, spraying the soil with pesticides, or planting disease-resistant varieties. All decent options, but agricultural areas with smallholder farmers don't necessarily have the means to afford those options, or they're in a situation where it doesn't make sense to implement that. Say you're a potato farmer, you're not going to take a year off to farm beans, 
necessarily, unless you're into diversification and and that's your jam. Instead, certain farmers, like those in sub-Saharan Africa, have resorted to unsustainable clearing of forests as a method to rid their fields from parasitic nematodes. So I can understand why they're doing that, but that's not necessarily ideal. But researchers have recently discovered a new approach to combat potato cyst nematodes, the low cost, feasible, and eco-friendly solution, and something I eat a lot of right now because potassium, bananas. Bananas. And pajamas are coming down the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me you know what that TV show is. I had no idea. (gasps) I'm going to find the trailer and put it on. I'm going to send it to you later. Okay. It's so bad, but it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I hear banana, I always think of the YouTube video. I'm a banana. I'm a banana. You don't remember that one? See, and I have no idea what you're talking about there. Oh, okay. It was like one of the first YouTube like viral videos. Oh. (laughs) Well, we all, I hope you know Gwen Stefani's The Shit is bananas be okay so we're done entertaining now i'm glad we're back on an even playing field (laughs) okay so now that we've thoroughly entertained you about bananas bev how does this exactly work okay so the method is called wrap and plant so like super easy to remember and by wrap i mean w-r-a-p you can just like Give some lyrics to like throw some lyrics to your <laughs> potatoes and then it works. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you can't rap battle the potatoes. <laughs> no, I mean, but that could be really entertaining. Uh, that would be entertaining too. Yeah, and we're all about entertainment over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the wrapping that goes on the potatoes is a paper that is created from banana tree fibers that would normally go unused. So this is a part of the banana tree fibers that would be a waste otherwise. And there was this report that was published in The Nature of Sustainability. And the researchers who worked with farmers in Kenya were able to demonstrate how wrapping the seed potato in the biodegradable material reduces the infestation and damage to the crop while also increasing yields as much as five-fold. So not only did this prevent the nematodes, but it sounds like it also gave something to the seed potatoes that helped give them like an extra boost, which is pretty cool. And there were lots of field tests that were conducted to measure the paper's effectiveness against the nematodes. A lot of the field tests were in Kenya because that is a place where the pests have been documented as a problem since 2015. The test groups involved seeds wrapped in banana paper that were dosed with low doses of abamectin. So abamectin is a pesticide that kills the nematodes. And then they also used seeds wrapped in paper without abamectin. And then seeds that were planted without any banana paper but in fields sprayed with abamectin. And then seeds without banana paper wraps or chemical treatments. And that was kind of how they did their testing. So those are the groups that they all compared for this research. And the results showed that the banana paper with or without the pesticide prevented a potato infestation 
in the field and increased potato yields and potato size. And the potato root systems were denser when the paper was used as well. So in like layman's terms, what that means is that the seed potatoes that were wrapped in banana paper, whether you treated it with a pesticide or not, helped prevent these nematodes from taking over. On top of that, there were more lab studies that were conducted that exposed the nematode to the chemicals released from young potato plant roots with and without the banana paper. And it turns out nematodes love these chemicals and they stimulate the nematode's growing process and inform the nematode about the best locations to infect the plant. And that's according to the study's lead author. In the published paper, researchers note that banana paper absorbed 94% of these chemicals, such as alpha chaconine? Chaconine? Chaconine. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up if you want to correct me, people. That's fine. I can take it. <laughs> and she says the banana paper, with or without doses of abamectin, disrupts the signaling between the potato and the nematode. So the nematode can't detect those compounds, so it doesn't grow, and it doesn't know where to interact with plant or infect it. So it's like a it's like a distraction almost. I like it. Yeah. It sounds like it like scrambled their communication system. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and the banana paper reduced nematode hatching by 85%, and researchers believe this tactic could dramatically reduce the need for pesticides in the future. Wow, that is insane. It is great news. Yeah, I like it. (laughs) So this method could benefit millions of producers who rely on potatoes as a cash crop, but have also been fighting these potatoes as nematodes and can't afford the pesticides. And the study focus was really on Eastern Africa farmers. So like Kenya, Rwanda, and Uganda is where they're thinking that this could make the most difference. And in Kenya alone, the potato sector in agriculture is valued at 500 million USD annually, with 800,000 people directly benefiting from potato production and two and a half million people receiving income from potatoes across the supply chain. So this is like a really big deal to the economy over there, the potato economy specifically too. And the potato is a crop that can play a vital role in achieving food security, which is something that I think farmers and those in agriculture everywhere are thinking about. And it also helps add yielding capacity and nutritional value. So that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like potatoes get a bad rap over here in the United States because carbs, but they're actually really good for you. I didn't know until I was pregnant because I'm just tracking my potassium and magnesium and my sodium. They have a crap ton of potassium in the skins too. And so many people are like, take the skin off. It's so bad for you. No, it's all about moderation. Don't fry it in a bunch of seed oils. Don't, Don't do weird stuff to it. Just love it for what it is because it's a really, really powerful food for you. <laughs> Just don't don't eat 30 pounds of it in yeah. a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny how we kind of demonize food as being like 
unhealthy or bad, just like kind of as a society in general, I'm not talking about like you and I personally, when these foods are foods that can be grown in large, you know, quantities and stored for a really long time um, without anything extra, like to store potatoes, you don't need refrigeration and plastic. So like you literally just need a dry place to store them in the dark and they keep for months and it just kind of mind boggling because that's food that can be so accessible to so many people. So like all of the demonizing of it can hurt people and prevent them from going out and making meals based on it because they think it's quote unquote bad, but it's really not. And I never peel any of my vegetables. Like, you know, with the peeler, I just scrub the outside, like to wash them to make sure there's no like dirt trapped in any of the skin. Um, But I always eat the skin because your soil, especially from your, your garden should be healthy and full of microbes and benefits. Like, so you want that skin. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. Even on cucumbers. Mm. Mm -hmm. I always stripe cucumbers just because I feel like the skin is hard to eat. Yeah. I like how it looks too. (laughs) It's pretty. It feels fancy. I don't know. It doesn't take much for me. But anyways, back to the potato. According to the International Potato Center, a research organization focused on enhancing affordable, nutritious food and related sustainable business opportunities. The potato is the third most important food crop in the world after rice and wheat in terms of human consumption. So that just validates what we were saying about how important potatoes are because more than a billion people worldwide eat potatoes and global total crop production exceeds 300 million metric tons. That's a lot of potatoes. Yep. And researchers are currently looking into commercializing the technology because that'll allow them to further drive economic development in places where potatoes are an important crop. And the thing about this method, though, is that wrapping each seed potato will be a laborious task. So they're hoping that a machine can be engineered to take on this part of the process because that is one of the things is more labor is more work, which drives up costs and all of that fun stuff. But it is possible. And the approach could be more feasible on larger farms that use mechanical planters. But they also do plan to do further studies implementing the method on other vegetable crops. So this might have further implications outside of potatoes. I love it. Yeah. We always All need right. to be prepared so with a, a safe quick reminder source. to leave so us a review are, if you have to be ready or if it's with a minute. Sweeter Heater. Sweeter Heater products provide a safe, soft, gentle, infrared radiant heat to your new poultry friends. Sweeter Heater has no hot spots and develops a uniform heat pattern. It's designed to warm the animal, not the environment, and is fully adjustable to maintain the ideal comfort level for your chicks, ducks, or geese. And just a quick note on the safety, like, seriously, my goats keep knocking them off the walls and laying on them, and <laughs> we have had, like, no issues whatsoever. It They're uh, they're an amazing, an amazing warmer, like, so safe. It makes me happy. <laughs> 
These can also be used in whelping areas, kennel runs, farrowing units, dog and cat houses or crates, bird and reptile cages, and as, you know, a goat heating mat. So mm-hmm. go to sweeterheater.com and use code DRINKINFARM to get 15% off one or more heaters. You can do that by calling our voicemail and leaving us one that way. Don't worry. We don't pick up that phone number. Or if you'd prefer to just type it out, you can do that over on Apple Podcasts. Because when we have a review, which we don't this week, we take all the we read one a week and then we're going to take all the names, put them in a hat. And then the person that is has their name pulled at the end of the month, we're going to give them an exclusive coffee mug that is not and never will be in the shop. That's right. And just some quick housekeeping and announcements before we go. Be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you are listening and download the episode when you listen, if that's available, because this helps more people like you find this podcast and we love it and we're so grateful. And make sure you take a look at the show notes today to find links to the articles. We referenced a survey where you can anonymously tell us how we're doing, all of our social media links, and our merch shop, which we have the April shirt. And we haven't talked about it yet, but it is donkey themed. And we haven't done a new donkey shirt in a while. So go check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are all of our donkey peeps at? You want this shirt. It's adorable. I should have worn it. I will wear it next week. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess until next time. Drink. Farm. And, and give zero clucks. Bye now. Bye. We drink things. We farm things. We drink and farm things.